Hello, and welcome to the Chiaroscuro Jazz Podcasts. I'm George Graham, Director of Artistry and Repertoire for the Venerable Jazz Label, celebrating our 50th anniversary and featuring over 100 titles by some of the world's great jazz musicians. This time we feature one of jazz's most acclaimed and most widely recorded trumpet players, Clark Terry, whose career spanned over 70 years, and he appeared on some 900 albums from the 1940s until the 2010s. Known for his virtuosic playing but spirit of good fun, he was one of the people who helped to bring the flugelhorn to jazz. He gave trumpet lessons to Quincy Jones and also served as a mentor for generations of jazz musicians, including Miles Davis, Herbie Hancock, Winston Marsalis, and Pat Metheny, to name a few. His prolific recording career also included several albums as both a leader and sideman on Chiaroscuro Records from the late 1980s until 2004, performing with both smaller groups and big bands in the studio and on some of the jazz ocean cruises with performances released on Chiaroscuro. Clark Terry was born in St. Louis and began his musical career there, then became a member of the U.S. Navy Band during World War II, and went on to play extensively with the big bands of Charlie Barnett, Count Basie, and Duke Ellington. In 1962, he began what would become a 10-year membership in the NBC Tonight Show Orchestra, led by Skitch Henderson and later Doc Severinsen. Later on, he became active as an educator and mentor to many jazz musicians, holding many clinics at schools. Clark Terry's first album for Chiaroscuro was called Spacemen, named after a tune Terry wrote originally for the Ellington Orchestra. So here's Clark Terry and his Spacemen, recorded in 1989 with a medium-sized ensemble doing Spacemen. Thank you. 
Clark Terry with his composition Spacemen, featuring Virgil Jones joining Clark Terry on trumpet, Al Gray and Britt Woodman on trombones, Red Holloway, Phil Woods and Haywood Henry on saxes, John Campbell on piano, Marcus McLaurin on bass, and Butch Ballard on drums. One of the distinctive features of many of Chiaroscuro's CD releases is the Jazz Speak track, in which the artists talk about their music in their own words. Clark Terry recorded two extensive Jazz Speak tracks. Here he is from his Spaceman album. The first big band I really recall having worked with was the George Hudson Band out of St. Louis, my hometown. We did a lot of territorial-type jobs in and around St. Louis, and basically our duty was to play for acts at the club plantation in St. Louis, and we played for just about every act that you could uh, imagine. And we got our reputation through the medium of playing the music of the acts so good. And we played the reason, the reason we played the music acts so good is because we would take the parts home and rehearse them, just like we would do our own music. And these acts would go out, the Mills Brothers, Ella Fitzgerald, and, uh, and whatnot would go out and say, Man, if you heard that band in St. Louis, if you want to get your music played right, you got to go out there. And so everybody wanted to play the Club Plantation so the George Hudson Band could uh, play the music for it. Then we came to New York eventually, and we sort of upset the scene there for a little uh, band out of the boondocks come to New York. From this band, I went into Charlie Barnett, and I had just gotten out of the Navy in 1945. Joe Wilson and I had been... Sailor mates, along with uh, Willie Smith, Rox McConnell, Hobart Dotson, uh, Big George Matthews from Lazy Lady Fame and Basie Band, Scrippy, oh, a whole slew of people. And uh, just as I had returned home for a short while, I got a phone call from Charlie Barnett, who asked me to come out to California to join his band. And Gerald met me at the uh, train station, and I stayed at his home, and he took me out to the place where Barnett's band was playing. I don't know if it was Hermosa Beach or some place on the outskirts of Los Angeles. Anyhow, we went there and they were in the middle of a coast-to-coast broadcast. And uh, Charlie uh, spotted Gerald and Gerald signaled to him that I was his new player. So he encouraged us to come up. So we walked up to the the, the bandstand and uh, Charlie said, get your horn out. So I took my horn out nervously and right on the coast-to-coast program, I joined Charlie Barnett's band. He said, now we'd like to present to you our newly acquired trumpeter. As a matter of fact, he's so newly acquired, he doesn't even know what we're going to play, but he's going to play on that. And uh, luckily, it was something that I knew <laughs> the changes to. I guess he was aware that everybody's got to know I got rhythm in the blues, so it was one of those type tunes. And uh, it was a very swift tempo, however. And that's where I joined the band, in the middle of a coast-to-coast broadcast, Charlie Barnett's band. That was back in the 40s. And we made a an album at Town Hall when we finally got uh, as far back as New York. I uh, made an album, I think it was one of the few albums that Charlie Burnett Big Band ever made at uh, Town Hall. And I think it must have been 46 or 47. Bud Shank was a member of the saxophone section in this band and of course he was a tenor player and worked up to be an alto player. And it's a funny story too because he played he played tenor in the band and nobody in Charlie Burnett's band played tenor solos but him. And occasionally he would let Jack Henderson play a solo or two. But this kid, the lead alto player, got sick or drunk or something. And, uh, and this kid walked up to Charlie and said, Charlie, would you mind if I took a crack at that lead alto book? And he said, all right, kid, give it a whirl. Let's see what you can do. And he 
played played so beautifully. From that point on, he never went back to tenor. Well, I was with the Basie Big Band when the Basie was compelled to cut the band down in size because he'd gotten himself into an awful lot of debt. So the office sent Basie out with a small group, which included Buddy DeFranco, who was working out of the same office, and uh, Basie's in rhythm section, me, and Basie had told me when I went uh, home while the band was breaking up, he said, look around, see who you can find on tenor for me. So I called Basie back and told him, well, there's two cats around here that's upsetting the scene. One is Jimmy Forrest, and one is a, a totally unknown Caucasian kid named Bob Graff. So he says, see if you can get the kid. So <laughs> I asked Bob if he wanted to come and join Basie. He couldn't believe it. He said, oh, you put me on. I said, oh, come on. We, we went to Chicago and joined the band. And he had picked up this uh, bass player from Louisville, Kentucky, by the name of uh, Jimmy Lewis. And Jimmy Lewis and Bob Graff and I came from St. Louis. Jimmy comes from Louis, uh, Louisville. And uh, uh, Gus Johnson was on drums. And Freddie Green was uh, about to be left out and basically got ready to get on the plane to come out. And he looked and there was Freddie Green. He said, where are you going? He said, I'm going with you. You didn't think you're going to leave me behind. <laughs> so he made himself join the band. <laughs> he just joined the band. So basically said he couldn't do anything but laugh about it. Say, okay. But the weird thing was that uh, at this particular time, Buddy DeFranco was still with the group. And Snyder Productions would not uh, film a mixed group, you know. They said it would ruin their southern market or whatnot. So they hired, of all people, Marshall Royal to sub for, for Buddy on the filming, and Buddy with a good suntan on one day is darker than Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid, the things that we had to, to endure in those days. But that's the way it was, you know. <laughs> we can't change that. Clark Terry on his music. He was known for his comedic scat singing, which he called Mumbles. He had a hit with the song Mumbles, but to liven things up, he would often throw in some of his nonsense verbalizing. Here he is on Duke Ellington's Just Squeeze Me from the Spaceman album. Thank you. 
Treat me sweet and gentle When you say goodnight Just squeeze me But please don't tease me Cause I get sentimental When you hold me tight So squeeze me But please don't tease me I'm missing you since you went away Having the blues both night and day Weeping and wailing and crying and caring on for you I'm in the mood to let you know I never knew I loved you so When I get this feeling I'm in ecstasy So squeeze me But please don't tease me I said, if you wish, blah, blah, dee, blah, dee, blah, dee, you might make me have a little to have the hip, but then if you show the hair on the hip, I'll move up the top of that, then I'm loud. Show you here, but do that, do that, do that, do that, do that, do that. Speed boot, speed boot, be doot, speed boot, be doot, splat, deep, be doot, that, do wing long, feed, vault, feed, vault, do that, do that, do that, do that. And if you quiver, you make you want a favor and get around. Shower the evil little day, gotta eat a lot of liver. A lot of liver, they eat a lot of liver. They make you want a quiver and you love a shiver. You have to get a little bit of a lever. Gonna be a giver, a table lever. Shame only, let me buy it. She'll be bought away.
Clark Terry with his unique interpretation of Duke Ellington's Squeeze Me from the Spacemen album. Now here's more from Clark Terry from his Jazz Speak track on how he got into the Duke Ellington band. While I was with a small group, Duke brother came to town and he heard this little group and he was looking for a trumpet player so he sent his folks around to scout me and uh, eventually I made an appointment to talk, you know, trash with him about joining the band. So he came over to my hotel, the Southway Hotel on South Parkway in Chicago. We at this time were working at the little lounge, the Capitol Lounge. And Duke had told me he wanted to talk, so we met in my hotel. And then he says to me, well, I can't just take anybody out of my buddy's band, because Basie and I are good friends, so why don't you just happen to get sick, go home to St. Louis, and I'll put you on salary. And then we just happened to come through there on November 11th, which is Armistice Day, and then you might just happen to join my band. So we did just that, and I felt, oh, I felt grand. I'm just leaving Count Basie, and, uh, and I'm going to St. Louis to rest in uh, on Sawi by Duke Ellington, and as soon as they come through, I'm going to go out on the road with the band. They came through the big show of 51 or 50 or something like that, maybe even 52, but there was a big show with the... Uh, uh, pork chops, Patterson and Jackson with the Matt Cole, with Pig Leg Bates, with Stump and Stumpy, uh, just about everybody you can think of. That was during the days of the big package shows. So they came through St. Louis and I just happened to join them. And uh, I told Basie that I was going to leave because I wasn't feeling well. He said, well, okay, just get yourself together, come on back. But the funny thing is that two weeks prior to this particular occasion, Basie had given me a $15 a week raise. We were making 125 He raised me up to $140 a week. Man, that was nice, you know. And <laughs> Duke came along, put me on sorry for 200 and a quarter. And, oh, man, that was really fantastic. So I was getting sorry before I joined. So when I put my notice in, basically, to go, that, that I was going to leave, he says, okay. And the last two weeks, he took the raise back. <laughs> Funny thing is that way, way late, uh, while Basie was uh, working at the Carnegie Hall, and he was coming up the stairs on the little sliding uh, elevator. He was sick at the time. He couldn't uh, climb stairs, couldn't walk too well. Uh, Ursula and I were there, and uh, he, we greeted him at the top of the stairs. I said, Basie, I got something I got to tell you. I have a confession to make to you. So you remember years ago when I left the band and I told you I was sick? I was going home the rest of the year. I said, well, you know, actually, Duke had put me on salary, and I was going to leave him to go join Duke's band. He said, I knew it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap up with a track from Clark Terry's Kiroskiro release, Top and Bottom, recorded at the 1995 Floating Jazz Festival, with the original title track, Top and Bottom. Thank you. 
Clark Terry with Top and Bottom from the Chiaroscuro album of the same name, with David Glasser on alto sax, Red Holloway on tenor sax, Willie Pickens on piano, Marcus McLaurin on bass, and Sylvia Quenza on drums. We'll have more music and thoughts from Clark Terry on our next podcast. Clark Terry passed away in 2015 at the age of 94. You can find Clark Terry's Spacemen and Top and Bottom albums, along with other Chiaroscuro albums on which he appears, along with more than a 100 Chiaroscuro releases, on our website, chiaroscurojazz.org, where you can find a searchable database of the artists and music on the label, lots of other information, and more of these podcasts. The albums are available on CD, 
as a download and streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, and other popular platforms. And you can listen to continuous jazz from the over 100 albums available on Chiaroscuro 24 hours a day on the Chiaroscuro channel, available at the Chiaroscuro website. This is George Graham. Thanks for listening to this Chiaroscuro podcast, and we invite you to join us next time for more music from great jazz artists.